It's time for your weekly dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s Uncensored. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jimmy Fenderson. And today we're talking about what makes the 80s special compared to other decades. And if we're going to talk 80s, we've got joining us Sarah Reichart and Carrie Flanagan, who wrote a book called Back to the 80s. Hey, you can't get better there than (laughs) absolutely perfect subject for today's episode. Uh, so, well, first, tell us a little bit about the book. I can tell. Okay. Hey, do you want me to? <laughs> I've read go it. Go for it, Milo. Milo read it. Milo can go for it. Why don't, exactly. Why don't you say I'm a little bit? Milo? Yes, Milo, what did you think of the book? Or Go ahead. We'll let you it, share. It's a totally awesome romantic comedy full of fun throwbacks. It gives readers a heartwarming plot while also asking deeper questions about the role nostalgia plays in our relationships and our lives. That's Ooh. the bio. I, I didn't write that. Um, oh well that was good i don't know you like that (laughs) it should work for me (laughs) no i just read that but no it was fun especially for if you like the 80s and rom-coms it is a total 80s rom-com in book form uh tribute almost yes absolutely uh so go ahead add add to add to it feel feel free no you were saying it was a tribute to the 80s which it absolutely it is and and to the the romantic comedies of the 80s um you know i it's a it's weird to write in one era and and try to appreciate all the things of that era while you're living, you know, 20, 30 years later, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 40. Um, but yeah, I think we set out to sort of build a really cute story about um, being able to keep appreciating the things that in our pasts and 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 still, you know, live in the present, live in the modern world. Yeah. Did you yeah. guys? Mm-hmm write together like is it your first time writing together this was our first project yeah together how'd that go now, we've been friends for a long time mm-hmm. and every time we get together over martinis we are always tossing back movie quotes from the 80s and our favorite is better off dead so we will just start throwing those comments back and forth and we're i'm gonna see where sarah got me this year how are you so gee gee i'm real sorry your mom blew up ricky it's like perfect <laughs> You've seen it, but where's my two dollars? Where's my two dollars? Yes, love that film. It's classic, and I and I saw that you referenced it in the book, actually. Oh yes, and the the guinea pig's name, Mm -hmm. Charles Tremar. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a guinea pig in the book named Charles. (laughs) I like that it follows the whole rom com trope too. Like, uh, like she's got an '80s shop, and it's like this beloved place that people love, but it's kind of mom and pop, but the corporate man or whatever is trying to take it away. <laughs> How many eighties like films were like that? Like the, the man's coming to take our beloved, like little record mm-hmm. shop or even like our... the Goonies, you know, like the big developers yeah. coming in. Or, trying to or take my little, and they're trying to take our house. So we got to go <laughs> yes, on an adventure yeah. to save our house. Right? The, right. the man's always trying to take your stuff. Right. Right. But you got to convince him through either adventure or through fun or through love or through 80s goodness vibes that it's not cool to do that. Right. It's not all about the money. It's, you know. Yep. Challenge (laughs) challenge the person to a game of, um, oh, what's the pong? Pong. Pong, yeah. Challenge the person to a game of pong. All right. Well, the reason we brought you here, of course, is to talk about things that make the 80s great. As we can see, you've got bring back the 80s on your shirts. So if we were to bring back the 80s, what's so great about it? And um, Jamie, why don't you start? So 
here's the thing about the 80s is I think it was the last decade of the industrial era before technology completely took over. The last decade where you you had to use a payphone, the last decade where you had to meet people with plans because you couldn't text them 10 minutes earlier and say, oh, I didn't come, but I texted you. Like you couldn't do that. The last decade where you might just not know stuff, man. You couldn't just look stuff up. Like sometimes mm -hmm. you'd be like, do you know? No, I don't know. And unless you're going to go to an Encyclopedia Britannica, you just might not know. And you'd have to either be okay with that or go research. Or you'll just argue until one of you wins the argument. Whether sure. right the, other person. the story yeah, of my childhood and my brother. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm right. I mean, even <laughs> little girls kept diaries with keys on them and they got like your sister might get pissed because you read her diary and now little girls are putting all their stuff all over the internet and they get pissed when you don't read it, right? <laughs> that was the last decade where I mean, I think that's weird, but people think that's normal. But if you were a kid in the 80s like me or you 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 grew up in the 80s, you know that there was a time where things weren't so so weird with technology. And I think the 80s was the last decade that that we had that that that's why I'm glad I at least I could grow up in the 80s because I witnessed the 90s and our transition to all the techno weirdness, that William Gibson-esque kind of cyberpunk thing that we're going toward now. And I'm I'm kind of happy. That's that's what makes the 80s different is we'll never that's the last decade of of an era that's gone, man. Yeah, and I had that on my list. It's it was a time when you weren't so connected and had the stress of being so connected. There is an Absolutely. element of stress to that, right? My you know, if you can't reach somebody within two and a half minutes, you're like, oh, my God, are they dead? What's going on? And think back, like, I didn't have we didn't have cell phones. I mean, when we got an answering machine, that was like, wow, that's crazy and felt a little invasive. But, yeah. And you just, yeah, like if you go out, you just tell your parents, well, I'll be back around this time. They didn't like track you. They didn't weren't tracking you on their phone watching where you're going. <laughs> Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah, just come back by dark. That's it. Exactly. They had no idea where you were. <laughs> Which takes away the, the joy, sort of the joy and the independence of childhood a little bit, you know? Yeah, I don't think my parents would have wanted to know where I was every moment of the day. So They were just happy to have their own time away from you, right? man. My mom was like, sweet, go outside. I don't care where you go. Be back by seven. Until then, I don't care where you are. That was basically right? mine, too. Just get out of the house. <laughs> right, and I better not hear from the neighbors you were doing anything. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that that was that was how we stay connected. So and so saw you down at the Seven Eleven. Yeah, and you said you be behind the Seven Eleven. What's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Carrie. Uh, what do you what do you what do you what do you've got? Uh, the mall. It really was the best place to go hang out. It had everything. It had Orange Julius. It had the arcade. It was a place you could just go hang out. And you could tell mom and dad, hey, I'm going to the mall. They're like, okay, great, go to the mall. Um, be back by dinner. That's it. So I loved having that place. We don't have those places. I don't know where kids go and hang out now. Um, Online. Online, they don't. <laughs> They're virtual yeah. world. Where do yeah. they go hang out? They don't. <laughs> I remember my, my uh, freshman year of high school, me and my friend at the time, we would skip school a lot and we'd go to the mall. And it's not like you had money. 
to like buy anything and it's during the day even so there's nobody there and we're just like where do we want to go let's skip school and go to the mall and it's like why i don't know it just had that draw to it and then yeah and then weekends when you're meeting up with your friends where do you want to meet well let's meet at the food court at the mall all right the mall was kind of kicking back then though like have you been to a mall like i went to the mall with my son here like the factoria mall and i'm like whoa this is a ghost that's depressing yeah. I just want to leave because I feel sad. And they and they're trying to turn all the spaces into these kind of like putt putt golf arcade thingies, but that's really cheesy. And it's trying they're trying to make it like an entertainment center or whatever, but it's really the malls are depressing nowadays. Oh yeah, it smells like death in here. <laughs> it smells like a post-apocalyptic movie should be shot. Smells like Amazon no. just came in and kicked all your rump roasts and <laughs> this is terrible. That's so true. Oh man. I grew up in Wyoming. We didn't have a lot of malls. It was, you had to drive like two hours to get to a mall. So, yeah. It's just a special treat then. Yeah, it was a destination. <laughs> it was. Like, where do you want to go? Pile in the car. We're going to the mall. Yeah. We, yeah. But we got to take a pee break because it's such a long drive. <laughs> we we got a motel next to the mall. We got a room next to the mall because we, it's too far. We, we would do our like holiday shopping. Like, we're driving down to Colorado to the mall. And we'll stay overnight. And, yeah. Um, so my my childhood was a little different, but yes. Um, All right. The malls were cooler. They were. All right, Sarah, what do you have then? I, I was thinking through it, and I think the movies, actually. I miss the movies of the 80s. Um, not just because they were kind of campy. They were kind of fun. They didn't take themselves too seriously. We weren't aiming for Oscars all over the place. Um, and I think it was the last true era of the comedy Nowadays, we don't have a lot of just comedies. It's got to be comedy action. It's got to be comedy romance, comedy drama. And I just remember growing up in a small town, like the block, we didn't have a blockbuster, but we had like a family video, right? And and that was like the highlight was getting to go and rent videos. And and you only had what, 24 hours, maybe 48 hours? Yeah. I can remember depending on the For video. Those... So you're right. watching it like four or five <laughs> times. Those late and fees start racking up, man. You, you yeah. start going into debt. <laughs> and so I do. I missed the the movies. I think it was um, they had social commentary like we talked about, you know, the man taking over or um, I remember like working girl towards the end of the 80s and and nine to five was a little bit before the 80s. But, but like it was a good commentary on women becoming more independent and, you know, professional and and then the lighthearted teen comedies, Carrie and I have talked about this before, it was the emergence of, you know, past John Wayne and, and Steve McQueen and all those really tough guys. It was the emergence of males that were a little goofy and that were sweet and were still very desirable and very, you know, like the people we want to hang out with. Um, so and when you live in a small town and you don't have all the opportunities getting to watch movies like that really made you be like, oh. Someday I'm going to live someplace with a pool. I'm going to live with Doug <laughs> Martin and have a job. Right. I'm going to go out and work on Working Wall Street. Nine to five. Yeah. What a way to make living. I agree with you, Sarah. Like movies were magic back then, right? And they were an event, whether it was at the theater or whether it was like going to the video store. And, mm -hmm. and it was kind of an event. And, and there were a lot of innovations that were happening. And Nowadays, I just think it's movies are kind of commoditized. They're just like streaming into your 
into your house and it's not really an event anymore it's just oh there's there's so much and it's just all streaming and it's just like part of the ambient noise uh, yeah right but back then it was like an event like a movie was a thing and you did have you went to the video store and you smelled the vhs boxes (laughs) and the bad you know carpet wash that kind of got mildewy and stuff (laughs) Uh, the video store smell you walk inside yeah a little bit of bo like a video store in here they right. had the section you weren't supposed to go right. with the beads separating it from <laughs> oh, the rest yeah. of it. And, all the and it was an event, right? And then you and yeah. then you had to come home, you watch it and you ate pizza and 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 you watched the movie and it was kind of or maybe even a double feature. And then you had to take it back because you're going to pay up for late fees. So you had to rush yeah, back. Be rewound too. Exactly. Yeah. Do not forget to find. Yeah. There were Be fees for that too. Adjusting the, the tracking tr- on your VCR. Yeah. Like instead, what adjust the tracking? But it was an old tape. It was all jacked up, old like an old tape, and it doesn't matter what you do, what you do, it's still got the little lines all jacked up because it's been played so many times. Just nothing you could do about it. Well, oh well. Like I guess this is how Caddyshack looks. Caddyshack, yeah, uh, yes, I I had movies on my list as well because you're right, like the John Hughes movies and like any of those you mentioned. We mentioned John Cusack, right? Like the kind of everyman, like the cool. And you're like, I'm kind of awkward and nerdy, like, and maybe yeah, that means I could get the girl kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it was great. And, and and the comedies because now like everyone's so worried about offending everybody, so you can't make a comedy that might possibly be offensive to one person. And so, which, which I understand the reason behind it, but I think it's gone a bit too far because that's often what makes comedy funny is the fact that it's offensive, right? Like Spaceballs mm-hmm. is a hilarious <laughs> film, but some yeah. of the jokes in there are kind are, of offensive, you know? Yeah, and, I Blazing Saddles, I think my brother and I watched it every day for like a yes. summer. And now I look back and I'm like, whoa, Mel Brooks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that film would never be made nowadays. But it's funny, but it, but it's it's the kind of offensive humor that gets you thinking. You're like, okay, actually, that may I I could see they're you're, they're calling out society in a lot of exactly. ways. It pointed by, out like the stupid things that we were doing and, and believing, yeah. you know, by making them overly hilarious. So yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah on our podcast, we just try to be offensive to everyone equally <laughs> because we don't discriminate. <laughs> yeah. Mine, I'm my first one is I've got toys. That we actually opened and played with instead of keeping in a box on a shelf hoping that it would be (laughs) worth money someday right i i recently helped a friend yeah that's jamie right there they're out of the box because i played with those suckers (laughs) yeah yeah boy i i recently helped a friend of mine he sold his house and we went and cleaned it out and he pulled out a box of his toys from his youth and he had like the millennium falcon and all the star wars action figures and all these toys (laughs) but they were all well played with so they weren't worth any money and it's like oh man if this was in good condition i could sell it and make money and it's like yeah but you played with it and enjoyed it and stuff so yeah. The worth was so much more yeah. out of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Imaginatively. Yes. Well, and when Sarah and I were writing the book, there's a store in Denver called 5280s, and it's all 80s, 90s memorabilia. And the store isn't that big, but we spent, I'm swear, over an hour, and we could have went through again. Because you just stop and you're like, oh, my God, here's He-Man. Here's a Cabbage Patch doll. That's scary. But OK, here's one. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong. Stretch yeah, Armstrong. But it was, it's just so cool to go in there. And they're all well used. And it they had some things in a box. But honestly, most of it was just to remember. 
And yeah. that's one of our inspirations for the book and having our main character have that store. Yeah, I remember like action figures and you'd have different action figures just all mixed up together, like your Ninja Turtles with your G.I. Joes, with all your other stuff. <laughs> and and I, I never really saw my son do this, which I, I kind of, I'm kind of sad about, but I used to have these epic, like epic battles, like on one side you got ninja turtles and gi joes on the other side you got your transformers and your and your and your you know thundercats and he-man or whatever and they're just like and you'd hear me in my room like pew 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 pew, pew yeah just this epic battles happening and in your head it's like with your action figures man it's epic i don't I don't know if if kids really play with action figures anymore. And like you said, Milo, like everything's in a package. Like you can't take it out of the package. It's more of a display thing. So eh. I agree. And I, Carrie and I are both uh, have a early childhood background or education background. And, and I think there's something missing not to get like on a social high horse <laughs> or anything, but imaginative play is something that the 80s had, you know, you didn't. You had Saturday morning cartoons and the TV got put off and then you would go play Legos for five hours or epic battles between your Star Wars characters and whatever. Um, yeah, I don't think our kids get as much of that. And it's, it's kind of a shame because that's where writers and artists and new ideas come from is play. So, yeah. well, they're all swiping left and yeah. whatever. That's all. That's about it. I know. And I don't know if all of you did this, but at the holidays, the Sears catalog with the special toy section. Oh, oh my yeah. God. You go through there and you decide which toys you wanted on your Christmas list. Oh, yeah. The catalog. Totally. Yes. I can smell it right now. Kind of smells like the, news, <laughs> like the newspaper, the paper smell. Oh, yeah. it's got so many toys are us, man. <laughs> The catalog. Tear out a page, put it in an envelope, send it to your grandmother with a little circle oh, around. Oh. <laughs> this one. I can't do that. That's brilliant, though. I should yeah. have done that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jamie, what do you got? So I'm going with uh, with fashion and design. Ooh. So the 80s had some wacky design. Like there was this, mm -hmm. a lot of those crazy shapes and colors. That's actually a design style called Memphis Milano. So there was a Milan-based design firm called the Memphis Group that kind of propagated this, and it became kind of the aesthetic of the 80s. And then that mixed in with like California style on the West Coast and like the tropical Florida thing. And then you had stuff like what we like on ours is kind of like this neon noir, where it's kind of neon-like. And even like tech, techno, like digital. So you had these interesting styles and then it kind of influenced the fashion, which I, I don't know if that'll ever happen again in my, in our lifetime. Like you look at the hair bands and it's like, wow, that's so over the top. And even stuff like in normal life where you'd see like grown men wearing like short shorts with tube socks with the stripes on them and the halter tops, like showing their belly with the mullet and the aquanet weirdness. Yeah. Like grown men did this. I mean, not all of them, but you'd see some crazy, like my cousin <laughs> April had crazy aquanet hair and like it, I don't know what we were thinking back then, but I like it. <laughs> and and I don't Milo's not such a fan. He's more of a 90s like chill kind of guy, but I'm I'm a crazy like out there 80s style kind of guy. I like it. 
but I don't think it'll ever happen again in our lifetimes because it was so freaking weird. <laughs> but I li- I like it a lot. You know, I think it's unique. I don't think there's anything like it when you see the 80s. Like you look, you might see some 90s style and be like, well, it doesn't really have a style. But you know, when something's from the 80s, you're like, that's ah, 80s, right? And that way, it's kind of like the 50s or 60s. Like, you know, something's from that decade. I agree. And I remember thinking in the 80s, and I don't know why I remember this, thinking, yes, the 50s were very distinct. The 60s, there's nothing going to be distinct about the 80s, my era. It's just what it is. And then, oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. You look, uh, then you're like, looking back at your class bit photos and you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And a pink jumpsuit for my senior picture with the puffy <laughs> sleeves. I mean, ooh. yeah, well, and the prom dresses from the 80s are just fantastic. 80s were such a weird era. And I don't know if that's because of like you're coming out of a really bad war and conflict and it's like the mood lightened a little bit. And then we just sort of exploded out of like we don't want tweeds anymore and we're done with bell bottoms. <laughs> We we want something bright and and yeah we're done with know. the mustard yellows and avocado greens and okra, man. Right. bring on the neon yes. <laughs> we're gonna brighten things up now oh, we're yes. gonna get happy Ronald Reagan right. is president now guys right ketchup is a vegetable we're doing it. <laughs> you know I had like these green stretch pants they were tight but then you put the big sweatshirt that went down to my knees i swear so it was this like, what was that it was scrunchy socks mm, yes yeah. scrunchy did, did it have the belt on the outside of the sweater i've done yes i did do that too yeah yeah uh, like accessorize right of course <laughs> all right carrie what's uh what's your next item no you guys have taken them all now we have not talked music um mm. and i mention this every time we talk about the 80s but i was an journey fanatic um and that was when they were in their prime when steve perry was still there before yeah it all kind of went downhill now journey today with arnell panetta that it's still good it's still good but it's not steve perry journey and yeah it was iconic you know when don't stop believing came out all of a sudden they were just top of their game at that point and i went to con all their concerts and yeah so journey plus all the other music it was great music yeah as soon as you said journey don't stop believing started playing in my head that's <laughs> such an iconic <laughs> 80s and journey song in general like it's and just... everybody thinks they can sing it at karaoke <laughs> for some reason but it's yeah. so out of the rate vocal range out of their of range every human being on the planet except for yeah. <laughs> it was like people still try right yeah. I don't yeah. know why people try to sing that song. It's because vodka convinces them. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of great bands. Uh, Def Leppard. Uh, I was a big Huey Lewis and the News fan. Yes. There was a lot that of one. fun music that came out from the 80s that you just sing along with and didn't really enjoy. Yeah, it's a good call. Yeah, the hair bands. I mean, hair bands. yeah. Hair bands rock. <laughs> I love hair yeah. bands. Well, yep. and, and new wave stuff started coming mm-hmm. out. New wave stuff. Red Ren and yeah. The synthesizer, mm-hmm. yeah. walk of seagulls, making <laughs> <laughs> <Thinking> the hair. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, Sarah. What's next? What's your uh, second item for us? Um, uh, it sort of piggybacks on movies, but I would say uh, Saturday morning cartoons were probably mm-hmm. one of the best eras. Was the eighties? Um, and not just the cartoons, but just the whole. That was like your office school. 
you have this little bit of freedom, you wake up, but you don't wake up too late because you don't want to miss them. And then, you know, you've got a sugary bowl of cereal or Cheerios. Your parents are conservative like mine. So <laughs> many weights without sugar. And then you the, uh, did you do the thing where if they got you the regular Cheerios, but then you just take a spoonful of sugar and put that exactly. on top of the Cheerios? Yeah. yeah. Solves that problem. Gotta have sugar. <laughs> Frosted sugar bombs. Um, yeah, I, I loved Thundercats and G.I. Joe and I loved My Little Ponies and uh, She-Ra, I think, had one for a while. Um, Jim, that was <laughs> the, the bigger Barbie. <laughs> And just being able to have that bonding with my siblings and there were fights because you only had so many channels and you couldn't record them. You couldn't watch it later. It was, it was living in the now and, you know, bathroom breaks right between on commercials. And my kids don't really even know what a commercial is these days because everything's streaming or they can just bypass them. So I even miss the commercials. It was a national (laughs) ceremony for children, right? Like it's the one thing that bonded all American children is Saturday mornings. You knew pretty much every kid in America was watching Saturday morning cartoons and eating some some kind of cereal. So we're all united. Yeah, you had like by 12 o'clock, 11 or 12, they were done. It didn't go all right. day. Like it's now, like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Bonding, it was me fighting. I have younger <laughs> twin brothers. It was who could get up first yes. to have that control. and claim it. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Because like, <laughs> if you were up first, you could pick the show. At least the first one. Oh, and yeah, we would fight. And hmm. so bonding in a different. I guess it's still bonding if you're sitting there arguing with each other. Yeah. Like, do your now? Part. Did your brothers like if they were watching some sort of like martial arts or fighting cartoon? Did they like jump off the couch afterwards and go into oh. fight scenes with each other? And, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that was universal. Probably. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'll, I'll vouch for that me. one. Thank goodness. Yes. Just each other. We'll just yeah. fight each other. <laughs> All right. So my last one here, and we kind of hinted on this earlier as well, but I think it's a really good one. And it's kids played outside and actually wanted to play outside. Like, you know, sometimes your parents would be like, hey, stop watching TV, go play outside. But usually it was like, yeah, Saturday morning cartoons are over. And if your friends stayed over or your friends, you'd go over to their house or whatever and be like, okay, I'm going over to Timmy's house and we're going to play, you know, outside. And you you wouldn't hear from your parents for the rest of the day. And they'd be like, just be home by six. And mm-hmm. so you'd show up home by six and they didn't really care too much about what you did. Um, you know, maybe you'd come home with a scraped knee or something like that. They'd be like, all right, get out to the, um, Brown bottle of peroxide, pour that on there. Call it good. Every mom had a bottle of that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the the cure all for everything. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, but the thing is, like, and even make up making up stuff. Like, we didn't have a lot of money, and, but I remember we had these two old plastic oars from a rowboat, and so we just went and and literally out the street in front of our place. Didn't get a lot of traffic, and we just made up a kind of like a hockey game in the street with these oars, and and so you just made up games, kind of kind of kind of to your point of like kids actually thought a little bit, Sarah, and uh, because we didn't have the give video games and doing all the thinking for us, or yeah, riding your bike and doing jumps and that kind of stuff, and with a cinder block. Yeah, totally. Did all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I had a lot of scrapes as a kid. Didn't wear hat helmets, of course, because you know no. you didn't wear those back then. And then not always having to call and check in. Now, like like we said, if I'm home by six, they're happy. If not, then they'd call the house I was supposed to be at to see where I was. Oh, playing outside. That was that was so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We always did make up games. Hide and seek was a big one in our neighborhood. 
and he had to set the boundaries and you couldn't go past. And then there was the one kid who's kind of like nobody really liked him. So when he was, <laughs> then we'd go past the boundaries and go hide somewhere where we know we weren't supposed to mess with him. And yeah. Or if you play toy guns, you do the thing like, Powell, I got you. And then, no, you didn't. I dodged it. You can't dodge it. <laughs> like, yes, I can. Have you ever seen the stormtroopers shoot? Yes. Yeah. You didn't kill well, You missed. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we're getting close to time here. So uh, this was fantastic. These were great topics that kind of make me nostalgic. But before yeah. we go, Carrie, Sarah, where can people find the book? Where can they find the two of you? Like any anything you want to tell us? Uh, yeah, I know you can find it through um, Five Prince Publishing. So that's just www.fiveprincebooks. Number five. Yeah, the number and then it's also on Amazon and I believe Barnes and Noble. Um, so it's, it's mm -hmm. fairly easy to find. Um, Carrie and I, well, we're both in Fort Collins, Colorado, and we do a couple events here and there. But uh, my website is www.sarahreikertauthor.com. If you want to check out more of my work and I'll let Carrie give you her information. <laughs> so my website is carrieflanagan.com. And I have my other books on there as well. Yeah, this was such a fun book to yeah. write. I hope people will pick up a copy. Hopefully that will make them a nostalgia for such an amazing era. Yeah, Exactly. It. If you love Buy the it. 80s, this will make you nostalgic for it. Or kind of a little sad. You're like, oh, yeah. man, I remember I the Pac-Man machine that you'd sit down at. Oh. The flat top Pac-Man machine. At the, the ashtray on it, people smoking indoors. There were things hut. in the 80s that are probably best left. Back there, <laughs> yeah, totally. The smoking, non-smoking separated like by a half wall of glass. <laughs> yeah, barely a wall. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Well, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us. And uh, absolutely. And we are out of here like kids who were just told to stop sitting in front of the TV and go play outside. <laughs> <laughs>